kind of like the uh, couple days later, we had um, you know the commissioner of DEP here for yes. the groundbreaking of the Beaver Street Interceptor. And uh, I, I totally empathize and, and feel bad. Some people were unable to make it. Mm -hmm. um, but as Amy and I were talking about, like we, we work on the commissioner's schedule on this oh, one. You know, when case, you have a commissioner sure. or a cabinet secretary come, usually we're there for them. When they come, it, it's hard to schedule. Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere in Nintendo, WFBR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9. Here today in the sunny town administrator's office in the municipal building for another Talk Franklin session with town administrator Jamie Helen. Jamie, how are you doing today? Nice and sunny, Steve. <laughs> it's good to be in the sun. It is. It's, and it's Amy, you've got the sun right on your back. You're I nice know, and toasty it feels nice there. and warm. I'm Ooh. loving it. <laughs> good. So let's um, just jump right in. Uh, Schmidt Farm and was a nice ribbon cutting to acknowledge the green space, open space purchases. Mm -hmm. And we've still got more work, obviously, in part of the master plan process, et cetera, open space plan to develop them in terms of the wishes of the community to get access, farmland, mm -hmm. trails, and all that kind of stuff. But that was a nice day and a great milestone. You know, we, we dial up Mother Nature to give us a nice, sunny, warm day. Put the order um, well in advance. Well so. in advance, <laughs> and we ask Colin at the schools, too, to order up that weather with the cider donuts and the cider. Um, we, we don't get a lot of chances, Steve, to, like, you know, really celebrate a lot of these things that go on. And sometimes I feel like we work so hard and so fast, and with the council and all the other boards and, right. and town stakeholders, sometimes I feel like, you know, we never really get a chance to step back and, like, kind of think about what we've done. And um, as you know, on the agenda in September, usually every two years, we have on there the town council's work plan for the last two years. And sure. so um, it was just kind of a fitting time to be able to reflect on the session a little bit, but also in the case of CPA, those were the first big projects that were done with the Redbird Schoolhouse. So sure. um, it was great to be out there. It was a lot of fun and, um, and uh, looking forward to the next step which is really master planning the parcel to see what we're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of talk out there and a lot of great ideas. We won't be able to do them all, but no. um, hopefully that will commence in the next year or so. Yeah, and there was at least a kite starting to get up. The wind wasn't quite yes. enough to get it up high enough, but there was a kite flying that I think day. one of the neighbors who grew up there was excited to bring her kite back on, and I thought it was great that Cynthia did that. And it was just really, uh, I kind of think it kind of brought a little bit of the nostalgia and a little bit of the... Yeah you know, neighborhood kind of perspective. And sure. It was great to see her running around the field. Even though she couldn't fly the kite because there was not a lot of wind, you know, you can see exactly what uh, what they're going to be doing out there, which the is really fun. The attempt was there. It was photoed, so people can certainly see that eventually. And we have a, just a wide-open field. Yes. Right? Like, no no goal posts. Nope. No nope. any trail markers. Mm -hmm. no, it was just, a, just some wide-open, beautiful fields. Absolutely. Which I can't think of many else in many other areas of Franklin that yeah. have that. Uh, it was really nice. And of course, we're going to try to restore the barn. Um, and then the building commissioner tells me in the next few weeks the house will be taken down. So mm -hmm. um, slowly but surely, we're getting there. And I think by the time we get uh, fast forward a year, you know, hopefully we'll have a better idea of what it's going to take to um, you know, build out a little bit of that parcel. Um, obviously, we hope to have a community garden up there. 
half of the parcel will be trails, as you pointed out a minute right. ago, just because yeah. of the connectivity in the woods. Sure. Um, I think the big um, you know, $64,000 question really is, is whether or not we're going to have any land that will be leased out for active farming. For active farming, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the biggest question. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to do some soil work and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because there's, um, I know e even for both the open space pieces, you still need that friend of open right. space, if you will, and there right. may be a better term for it, but I know we've talked about that, and that's, there was a development, I think there was a meeting this past weekend at uh, Delcart, where the, some of the Conservation Commission and others who were looking to start that were actually yep. starting to do those initial formations. There are these things called friends groups that are allowed by state law for state parks. Right. And essentially the big deal is is that if a organization crops up and by that I mean not just a group of people who like to get together but right. a form relative it's about liability sure. if you're going to be a steward for a public park the least the you know at least the discussion point is the least you can do is absolve them from tripping and falling mm -hmm. and, and getting hurt you know and having a, a case on your hands um, in the legislature maybe 20 years ago 15 years ago finally allowed and absolved um, established friends groups to uh, be absolved from some liability. And I think that's what the Conservation Commission put in the open space plan. Mm -hmm. And will probably be one of the first things that once the state approves that plan, that'll be probably one of the first things we try to get going. Right. And I think you saw that. That's what you're referencing the other day at Delcart. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Conservation Group was doing two things. The friends group was going to be there for a period, and Conservation was doing another, I think it was a Tails and Treks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> treks and Tails. Treks and Tails, yeah. Yes. And yes. based on the number of people we had at the open space ribbon cutting, yeah. we might have a lot of friends. I, yeah, I would think. <laughs> and, yeah. and that, would, that right. also is one of the issues. Yeah. There's a, certainly a number of people we heard, even through the grapevine and after, that they were upset because it was held at the time it was, they would have liked to have been able to come. So there's more out there in the community. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, scheduling anything is always an issue. You're not going to be perfect to get everybody at the same time, but you do the best you can, and you I the appreciate that. It's kind of like the a uh, couple days later, we had um, you know the commissioner of DEP here for yes. the groundbreaking of the Beaver Street Interceptor, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I totally empathize and, and feel bad. Some people were unable to make it, mm -hmm. um, but as Amy and I were talking about, like, we, we work on the commissioner's schedule on this oh, one. In and that when case, you have a commissioner sure. or a cabinet secretary come, usually we're there for them when they come. It, it's hard to schedule these things. Agreed. Um, these days. Yeah, yeah. I missed that simply on my own schedule. I was just <laughs> so busy. It was like, oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> how dare you miss something? Steve? I know. I mean, I how dare? Uh, I mean, my absence I mean, has been noted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, everybody else did cover that well. You know, the observer did a great job on that. Uh, the did put out some uh, PR from it. Right. Um, you know, it, it was the first time, actually the second technically, the lieutenant governor came to Franklin for a Safe Coalition benefit uh, dinner. Um, but it was the first time a member of the new administration had come to Franklin. So sure. it was great to see Commissioner yeah. Heipel and, and her staff come out. Um, she was great to meet and talk to, and we're very thankful she came out to um, chuck the ceremonial <laughs> Ceremonial sand, dirt. The ceremonial dirt. Uh, but it was fun to have her. It was great to hear her thoughts on what the state's doing um, and it was great for her to come out to give some visibility to the project um, yeah known as the Beaver Street Interceptor known as the Beaver Street Interceptor <laughs> replacement project for the formal title but um, yeah BSI uh, in some cases like replacement and rehabilitation it's too long it's just the interceptor <laughs> and the emoji 
Yes. Yeah, keep the keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. Yes. And that work certainly will take three years, I think the the estimates are, and we'll provide some interruption along 140 as the progression goes. So people will, if they haven't heard of it, will be seeing it certainly as it goes along. And while you know, while we're on it really quickly, for the listeners out there, there will be a lot of disruption on 140 next year, the next couple of years. Right. Um, and just remember, as Chair Mercer said at the uh, ceremony, if you want to keep your toilet flushing at home, unfortunately, this is some of the pain we all have to go through. Right. This is what it takes to do the greater good. Um, but we certainly know it's going to be the inconvenience, and uh, you know, be meeting with groups and stakeholders out there mm -hmm. on 140 throughout all of next year, all of 2025, to try to help mitigate right um, any of the impacts. But well, and I think that plays right into Brutus's favorite line too: is if there's a detour. DPW is doing what it needs to do, but it's doing its work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and the DPW does have um, a website yes. uh, right on their website. Mm -hmm. um, a link to their they website. have a link to the Beaver Street project. Correct. So updates will be on that um, on that link, and people can get information mm -hmm. about the project as it's moving forward. Yep, correct. Yep. Yeah. Just Google it; it'll pop right up, as Amy said, right on the website, and you can go all back and see even the old photos. Yes. You know, Hundred, over a hundred years, hundred eight years ago, and it's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but it was great to have Commissioner Heibel here. Definitely. And then the other big thing you've had you you've got a set of three meetings. Last week was FinCon. Uh, this week you've got Town Council. Then next Tuesday before Thanksgiving you've got the tax rate hearing. So mm -hmm. you've got some final adjustments to the FY twenty four budget relatively minor in terms of the scope of things, but you did make an adjustment in terms of reducing the revenue. I think you ended up with something in the 300K yep. arena. It was around there. Um, you know, I think it shows a cooling off of the market in terms of investment in, in personal and private property, um, you know, both from a residential and a commercial uh, sense. Um, you know, the record-breaking years we had of new growth during the pandemic are certainly over. Prospectus doesn't look any better for FY25, um, and uh, and then also we've been seeing some of our local receipts take a dip. And I think again, mostly around the building issues, sure. uh, with building and inspections. Again, if people are doing fewer projects on their homes, mm -hmm. and that's fewer inspections we have to do, there's building fewer building permits we get and mm -hmm. building revenue that we get from it. So, right. um, you know, all in all. You know, I have to say, out of a hundred and fifty million dollar a year budget, to only 000. be able to swing that much is not too bad. Yeah. No, but I do think that the public has to be aware that um, if, if there's no real turnaround in the economy in some sort of way, um, you know, those numbers are, are, are likely to stay the same course. And we're starting to see a lot of concerns in the um, from, econ from economists over the uh, the winter uh, retail season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, starting to see. Thankfully, inflation cooled just a little bit more, I think, yeah. last month. Yeah. Um, not fast enough, but, um, you know, the downside to a lot of this is unemployment will slowly tick up over time, um, and so there's going to be a different set of economic challenges. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, all in all, it, it's really not that many of adjustments to the entire budget. No. Um, and, uh, and then after tomorrow, this week, when the council votes on that, then we're right into FY25 budget development. Yeah. Already upon us. The cycle continues. It never stops. <laughs> never stops. It's always it's a city point that never time. sleeps. No, absolutely. Yeah, and the, the accounting department, the controller, etc., they're always doing something. And 
when we talk to them, effectively, they've got most of the time kind of three budgets in process, kind of the prior year, the current year, and then the outlook for the new one. Yeah. You know, and then gradually once the free cash is certified, unless there's another invoice that happens to come over the transom from, from mm -hmm. prior, fortunately they're done, but then they're still working on the other two. So there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. So that'll wrap up this week, and then we're uh, right on to the next fiscal year. Capital plan will be around the corner, too. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and then we are also predicting, oh, for FinCom, uh, December 13th is when uh, facilities. Facilities uh, goes to Goes FinCom into their uh, for a deep dive. deep dive series mm -hmm. uh, that night. I'll be on the uh, town facility. So if people out there are interested in school buildings, fire, police, uh, Davis there, any town facility, any school building, school facility, that's the night uh, the FinCom will be talking to both the uh, town and school staff about uh, about school and town facilities. Mm -hmm. okay, and I think the other piece to take away is that while we've talked and it's been a relatively consistent uh, topic in terms of the budget and the financial issues we face on a regular basis, but we're navigating relatively smoothly within those. That's and right. even to the extent that it's 300K on 150 million, okay, there's still some adjustments, mm -hmm. but it behooves the people, if you haven't already paid attention, start paying attention because that effectively says the next year and the year after, as you said, is going to get, a, those are going to be some tough choices. It was some tough choices. Um, you know, thankfully the Tri-County School passed uh, yes. at the ballot, which I know you probably just went along further in your no, notes. But, that's fine, that's uh, fine. No. But that was a huge thing, and as I said at a uh, finance meeting earlier last summer, you know, it's not just about the school, although obviously the school needs to be rebuilt. I think everybody understands that. But also the town's going to have to pay for that one way or the other. Right. And so if they didn't pay through it through a debt exclusion just for that project specific, it would have come out of our operating budget in a few years, which yeah. would have meant $2.1 million less in funding each year towards public school and town services. Right. right? Just for the listener out there who's never listened to this before, that's based on about three and a half million in new revenue. So two thirds of your new revenue just in a few years away. would have just gone away to the school. So that that project not only was great for the Tri County School, which is what it was for, but it was also good for the entire town and school district as right. well. Yeah, to do what we need to do on the school side, but then to do what we need to do on right. the town school side from our own local control. It's always really reassuring to see the community. I know one thing that most people don't think about um, that I do is that also the voters of this town voted again to go to the ballot and raise um, their taxes enough to pay for that school building. Mm -hmm. Bond councils and our AAA bond, all that stuff in our in our reporting agencies, they Those see all, that as factors. still a, a really, really strong sign of a strong mm -hmm. and, and well-managed community because we've now done Community Preservation Act. We've now done the debt exclusion for Tri-County. We've authorized some other uh, borrowing spending. And these hopefully will keep interest rates for the town really low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the one negative while we're on the election may have been the overall turnout. But within the turnout, it was still a significant margin for the debt exclusion to pass. So that's yeah. the key piece that they're going to look at. That's right. Because it was the majority who came out to do the vote, and they, they that was where it counts. That's right. We still have an issue in terms of not collectively as a community. We just need more more candidates <laughs> and more voters <laughs> to show up to take their civic duty. So it's so I, I don't know what to say about it I other see. than, uh, you know, 
I can only assume most people in Franklin are actually really happy. And when there are problems, people show up. You hear what was the highest turnout in town history? It was the 2020 presidential election. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there was something that people drew, drew them out to vote, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Um, you know, people do, as I found out years ago, they really love their option of not voting. And while I would never encourage anyone to do that, and mm -hmm. been disappointed too at times, I think it's also a little bit of a sign that like people in, in Franklin are, are either happy or content enough mm -hmm. where they didn't feel it was worth their time to go out and vote or run. Um, and I know that seems like a, a cute spin on my part, but I think in large case it's it's pretty true. Um, you know, I think people here are pretty happy and content with the services that are here and the community that's here. And you know, I think Amy and I've been doing this a long time. But when when there is a significant problem, you know, you do end up getting more candidates. Mm -hmm. I and mean, that's usually why people run for office. Sure. They don't run for office to be to not solve. They usually get drawn in to run for office for, for to, 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 to they recognize an issue that's important to them, and nobody's right. doing anything about it. So I'm going to go have my say, and that will charm. Right. That's right. Yeah, we're not seeing that. We didn't see Which, that. on the one hand, is okay. On the other hand, yeah, from a big picture, we should still do more. Yeah, but that's only two years away. <laughs> <laughs> that's for further discussion. But we're also approaching a good. Thanksgiving period, yeah. and there's still a bunch of business between, uh, certainly the football team plays at Fenway on Tuesday night, so if you don't want to go to the tax rate hearing, you can go to Fenway and see a good football game. That's really cool. <laughs> I didn't know it was on the Tuesday night. I thought it was on Monday, but um, you know, yeah. great for them, and um, I'm sure it'll be a memory of a lifetime. Yeah, and then the, the annual turkey trot fundraiser for the food pantry is Thursday morning, so if you want to go for that extra pie and take That's it night. Right. <laughs> not guilt-free. <laughs> do do the walk in the morning or do the run. That's that that's the, the line I use. I'll have an extra piece of pie because I walk in the morning. <laughs> Steve, there's no way you would. It's just one more piece. Well, no. Right? I mean, or my whip, father whipped cream. I mean, I just, <laughs> I'll show you the picture at some point in time. My father had a history of taking one of everything, so his plate would be full <laughs> with a full pie. <laughs> well, well, with a piece of pie, piece of cookie, piece of cake, piece of this, piece of that, he would have a piece of everything. That's the way to do it. You know? That's definitely the way to do it. <laughs> so I walked in the morning That's so I can afford to do that. <laughs> and you're still participating in the turkey trot. I'm doing here. that, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, we got only one more meeting after that. We've got uh, the council on December 20th. Um, and uh, so we it get a gap there for a year. few weeks and it closes sure. out the year. And then, again, in January, we're back to setting work plans for the next two years. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be anywhere. As I'm sitting here even saying again. it, I'm like, I feel like I'm waking up with the clock, with the groundhog. I'm like, oh my goodness. So, uh -huh. um, but you know, I think, I think, Amy, you agree? You've been here four or five months, and I think, generally speaking, you know, we have some issues that we have to work on next session. But um, I say it all the time, maybe too much, but you know, the quality of life in town is pretty good. I think most people here are doing a pretty good job, and and. Um, mm -hmm. Well, and, and even uh, some data points, certainly the migration situation, the hotel has, if you will, settled. The state is now involved. The community, at least, is much more coordinated in their effort yep. with certainly the town, safe, food pantry, interfaith council, et cetera. Yep. 
I've seen that in the audit, the, the audio data. So when you've given your town administrator's report, I've taken that six to 14 minutes out separately. And the first week it was like 100, then it went to 80, then it went to 60. Now they're like 40, 50. So the fear and uncertainty and doubt of what, what was going to happen, I think, has kind of passed us because, yeah, there's still issues. We don't have all the answers yet. But we're working, and things seem to be settling. So yeah. I think that, to our, you know, not a problem, I think that's an indication of it on that point, on that side. Um, so far, I mean, in, in give a lot of credit to Amy and Kathy Liberty, your Board of Health Director, all mm -hmm. the service providers, um, you know, Alicia DeTula, our, our public health nurse. I mean, you know, everybody, we just pour together once a week. We hop on a quick call. We try to do some check-ins. Didn't want to make it this kind of big, you know, governmental committee type mm -hmm. of thing, or right. you know, a big. Didn't want to make a big announcement, and I think, lo and behold, so far the strategies have worked out pretty well. Where we've just tried to go room to room, and try to, or the hotel manager, the hotel, and just try to figure out what it exactly is this group of folks need here, mm -hmm. yep. and not project onto them what they need or what they should have right. or whatever. Um, and I think so far so good with it keeping a pretty low profile. Um, and I think like every city or town, all the questions that residents have and listeners have, we have a lot of the same questions. Yeah. Um, the state of Massachusetts is running all of this and ultimately they're responsible for all of this. Um, but just like we do at the local level of local government, which is why we love doing what we do, mm -hmm. we're just responding to what we see in real time. Right. Yeah. Because as we've mentioned before, you're a service organization serving the citizens and residents of the when community. The ambulance is called, we don't, you know, we police cruisers called or a child shows up on the front steps of the school, mm -hmm. you know, we just go into what we do right you now for a living. We don't ask for things, we don't ask for car health insurance, you know, we don't, it's not what you do. You don't ask where you're from, you, mm -hmm. don't, you don't say any of these things, right? You, it's just not how it's right. not how we're wired. Sure, it's not how the law works. It's not yeah. how we're wired. Yeah. You know, and um, that's why we're here and why we love doing what we do. Um, you know, and I hate to keep pointing the finger back at the state, but ultimately, um, you know, the state has to try to figure out what it's doing on this whole. Mm -hmm. Well, the state and then the feds play a role in that too. So yeah, we don't have to go down that road. <laughs> we talked about it before, but yeah, <laughs> it's beyond Thank our control. But we're doing what we can. At bottom line, yeah. yeah, we got we all we can control is Franklin. So we're just trying to control Franklin, mm -hmm. and if there's an opportunity to have a role with the state or federal government, um, you know, we'll be there. If somebody calls our name and says, come on in, and we'd love to hear what you have to say or have some ideas, we'll be right there. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't gotten that calls yet either. Right. <laughs> we probably won't be, uh, but, um, you know, we're just trying to do what we can do here in Franklin. Yes, indeed. Well. Thank you again for taking some time. Hopefully you'll have a good Thanksgiving break to the extent that you do get a break because I know there's still business, there's still meetings. <laughs> it's football, Steve. And football, <laughs> and, and, the, football. and the turkey trot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. And to, pleasure, the, and to the listeners, quick reminder, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? 
If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.